welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today, we are going to talk about St. Joseph. But first, a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor for this episode is Don Taco Mobile Taco Stand. If you're looking for the best tacos in the valley, look no further. Let Don Taco cater your next event, whether it's a birthday party, quinceañera, or a wedding. They will bring to you the tastiest tacos made with the freshest of ingredients. Book them today. Go to dontacocatering.com to learn more. You can also follow them on Instagram at dontacomts. And now, to the show. And uh, hi, welcome back. Good to have you here. Thank you for listening. You could be doing anything, but you're here with us. Aw, mm-hmm. thanks. Yes, that's so nice. Our 10 listeners. <laughs> one in Denmark. One in Denmark. Maybe one in Poland. We've been we've been seeing traffic. If you if you listen to the trailer in France, please let us know who you are. Let us know if you understood it. Right. Yeah. Let us know if it moved you to listen to the first episode, right? Not just the trailer. Um, yeah, it's like crazy to see all of the traffic from from the podcast that we don't obsessively compulsively <laughs> look at uh, every every Tuesday when we launch uh, new episodes. But it's nice to see that um, people are listening. At least it's not just our listens and our wives listening to a podcast or my dad. Or your dad, which your dad is a is a podcast fan now, huh? He is. He had he has never listened to a podcast in his life until now. This wow. Ivan's dad. I praise. Barbatus. It took Barbatus Catholic podcast. Tell him that this is as good as it gets. Don't know, tell right? him that there's anything better. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna start listening to Father Mike Schmitz, and he's gonna be like, "This is garbage." Yeah. <laughs> Mijo, ¿por qué no le haces como el Padre Mike Schmidt? <laughs> I'm not that handsome. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry for the car that just. Passed by. We are recording in my garage still, but you know it's all good. Um, today, um, we have a funny story for you. Well, we think it's funny. Gustavo might not think that it is. Funny. It is funny. I mean, I I think it happens to everybody once in a while. I completely botched and forgot the act of contrition at confession this past weekend. I was like, I was done. It was a good confession. Um, what did you say? I'm not going to tell you my sins. <laughs> you know, that's funny because Deanna and I are always like, yeah. what are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. So what are you going to tell him? <laughs> but no, it was just a brain fart. You know, I was so... Wait, when you know do you something, know it by heart? I know it by heart. Okay. It just... it I, Because we do it as a family, we do the act of contrition. Mm-hmm. Um and then I do it in during my ni- nightly exam too. Okay. So yeah, I know it by heart, but it was one of those moments where you're just like, "What's two plus two again?" I don't know. It was just so. No, it happens. It, it was just bonkers how it just left my mind, and and I I started it, and then I was like, cut cut midway, and then Father was like gracious enough to like hold my hand through the next, and I was like, "Okay, I got this. Thank you, thank you, Father." And then I, I like stumbled again and he was just like, okay. and this, 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 and then, okay, now I got it. And then it 
took two tries, you know. From... But it is like two very similar versions of the act of contrition. Yeah. Um, it's just like changes like maybe one sentence out of it and then it trips you. Like when you're trying to read the one that is like in the laminated thing. Mm -hmm. Be against like the ones that that you know by memory, and like that has tripped me up like a couple of times. And that happened because they, because of COVID, they've been changing around where they have confession, um, and they removed the little cheat sheet, which is again not that I need it, but it's like it's always reassuring well, it's nice to, to just have another it. Another thing that COVID yeah. claims <laughs> is the act of contrition. <laughs> Thanks a lot, COVID. Oh, so man. yeah, I was just completely. <laughs> I obliterated it twice. You still got forgiveness. I still had absolution. Given. So if I were to ask you right now, can you to say, say the I, I would probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm heartily in. sorry for having offended thee, and I test all of my sins because, like, uh, that's where I. <laughs> <laughs> it happened again. I focused because you guys were laughing, and then I completely botched it, but. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Maybe the priest was laughing on the other side. And that's why I completely forgot it. So it happened again. He chuckled. You, you used the, but I always, um, uh, Lord, I'm hardly sorry for having offended you. Yeah, and that's I how I say test it. all of my sins mm -hmm. because of your it's punishment, but most of all because they offended and you. And you, my God, who are all good and worthy of all my love. love. From the resolve, from the resolve with the help of my grace, grace to confess my sins, to do my penance, and to my life. life. Oh, we're so Catholic. Um, <laughs> not, not, not Catholic enough if you keep forgetting it. <laughs> you know, I have... It's so weird. Something similar when Deanna and I try to pray the memorare together. Like, I would use you and she would use thee and we would, like, try to do the one that the other was saying mm -hmm. with, like, the next sentence. And we were just, like, dying laughing because we couldn't get it. Like, I was trying to do her version. She was trying to do my yeah. version. It's like... Happens with the St. Michael uh, prayer, too. Yeah. Like, when we first went to St. Joan, um, they said it differently than how we knew it. Because of the divine power of God? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, but you're saying it out loud, right? And then everybody just looks at you and like, what's up with you, weirdo? Where do you come from? Yeah. Dude, my, my grandma, when she, play, when, she, when she plays, when she prays the Hail Mary in Spanish. Oh, yeah. She has like two or three extra words. Well, no, the first part, like, Dios te salve María, she doesn't even say that. Ella dice, alegrate María, llena de gracia. And I had never heard that. Oh, like, huh. that's, like, completely different. Yeah. Because my mom has a, she's, like, very set in her ways of how she prays. And she prays a lot. So um, I think that's part of it. But we tried to pray the rosary in Spanish one time that they were visiting. And uh, I was leading it. And my mom is always used to lead the rosary because she... Mm -hmm. has like grupos de oración and things like that in Monterrey uh, so what is it how did you say it Dios te salve María llenas de gracia Señor es contigo bendita tú eres entre todas las mujeres y bendito el fruto de tu vientre Jesús Santa María Madre de Dios ruega Señora por nosotros ruega Señora por nosotros los pecadores ahora y en la hora de nuestra muerte amén right um, so I think that Señora ruega mm -hmm. por nosotros Señora uh, Santa Madre de Dios that part it's kind of like Some it's people added. say it. Mm -hmm. Some people don't say it. The the señora part of it, like I say it, right? Yeah. But in the in the, I don't know why that time we were like tripped about it. It was like the enunciation, or like when do you pick up or mm -hmm. drop uh, like uh, the in the sentence. Anyways, it's it's um 
it's funny how the little nuances or or when when people say in spanish to uh los siglos de los siglos santos amen centuries aren't saints <laughs> centuries are no, centuries in that regard is the it's the meaning is holy the holy centuries Oh. I don't know if it flies, but it's weird. It sounds yeah, weird. Yeah, it sounds strange. Guys, Mexicans are weird. We are. I know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any delectables today, <laughs> but still thinking about like the burritos that we have. Oh, those burritos were amazing. They're really good. Oh, so I know why they're called burritos. Okay. The Lay it on me. The manea. Es porque. Maneas. Cuando cocinan los frijoles con el queso, lo juntas, it's, it becomes like stringy. Oh, so okay. That's, not, so a that's word. not a word for me. Hey, I didn't, <laughs> Adrian Garcia, blame him. for me, it, it means to 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 put the brakes on. Manea. When the car manea or the bicicleta manea when the bike like breaks. Man, you Northwesterners. I know, it's like, weird. That's just how they explained it to me. <laughs> All right. Adrian Garcia said it. I believe it. Just coming back to the um, uh, confession part, it's like, do you and Caro, when you when you go to, to confession together, do you um, do you ask each other what was your penance? Oh yeah. It's like, well, the kids ask us too. It's like, ¿Qué te puso el padre? Yeah, it's a rosary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Papi, what, what's your penance? ¿Qué te importa? Yeah. That's between, That's me, between and me and God, child. <laughs> Don't disrespect your father because you're going to walk back in there again. Fourth commandment. Fourth commandment. Exactly. Anyways. Yeah. Speaking of honoring our parents, today. Um, Good segue. Thank segues. you. Dang. Acá la agarré de bote pronto y mira. Toma. <laughs> Oh, good. That's good. Ivan is dying laughing. Exactly. I was going to say something, but I was like, no, Ivan's got this. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Así como de volea. Pope Francis, on the 150th anniversary of the declaration of St. Joseph as patron of the Universal Church, um, he released this apostolic letter called uh, Patris Corde, which means uh, with a father's heart. And on top of that, he proclaimed that uh, from December 8, 2020 to December 8, 2021, um, we are in the year of St. Joseph, which um, which is fantastic. I think it's great um, because it is like the first time in church history mm-hmm. that a year has been dedicated to St. Joseph. And, um, you know, Pope Francis, he has um, in his uh, coat of arms, he has the lilies of St. Joseph, right? And um, he has, uh, he added... St. Joseph to the uh, canon prayer uh, during the the Eucharistic prayer, mm-hmm. I think. That was also uh, Francis. And now, um, with um, Patris Corde and the year of St. Joseph, um, it's just a really good time to, uh, um, if you don't have a devotion to St. Joseph, uh, to to get started, right? Or or if you already have a devotion to St. Joseph to like go go deeper um into it. So I 
I think that it would be good to go through like there's like the the apostolic letter is like fairly short is um several pages long it can be read like in an afternoon or something mm-hmm. um highly recommend it um but it talks about seven different um qualities of saint joseph and i have like some things that i highlighted from um each one of them so let's start with the first one it's um it's calling saint joseph a beloved father and he says about uh, francis says about that joseph concretely expressed his fatherhood by making his life a sacrificial service to the mystery of the incarnation in its redemptive purpose he employed his legal authority over the holy family to devote himself completely to them in his life and work he turned his human vocation to domestic love into a superhuman oblation of himself, his heart, and his and all of his abilities, a love placed at the service of the Messiah, who was growing to maturity in his home. And this is um, a quote directly from Saint Paul the Sixth, which I thought it was fantastic. How, like Saint Joseph's fatherhood, in that way, helping, because you always think of Mary first, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. Mary, Mary's fiat. And how she was open to, to the will of God, but Joseph too. Yeah, you know. Um, the next one would be a tender and loving father. And um, in in this part, talks about how um, he was. I, I the only way that I that I could um, think of it, not the only way, but the. The tender love that Jesus has for Joseph and vice versa. Like there is this prayer that I don't know, that's probably in English as well, but in Spanish it talks about oh, Saint Joseph. asking St. Joseph to give Jesus, baby Jesus, a, um, a kiss. Yeah, I have it right here. You know, and mm-hmm. for Jesus to return the kiss. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss when I do- draw my dying breath. There it is. Um, so it this manhood of Saint Joseph that can be um, a very tender and loving man um, is just like some of the other qualities that when you think about Jewish men, like I don't know a lot about Jewish culture and how Jewish fathers are, but like Saint Joseph seems like he was something else. Like today I was thinking about that, like. I wonder how St. Joseph's parents were. Like, where did he get it from? Mm-hmm. Like, he was, we learn a little bit about him. We don't know a lot about him from scripture, but we at least know that he's very pious. And, um, and then the next point, that third point that Francis made is that he is an obedient father. Um, and in that part, I highlighted couple things he said obedience made it possible for him to surmount his difficulties and spare mary because of um you know he didn't understand at first about the mystery of the incarnation and um and in every situation joseph declared his own fiat like he said yes he listened to the angel and and did not divorce mary basically and and the the angel was like, 
no, you're going to do this. And that obedience um, called by God to serve the person and mission of Jesus directly through the exercise of his fatherhood. Like being obedient to serve in your fatherhood. That talks to me like being a father. And he obviously taught that to Jesus, not that yes. because Jesus was uh, Jesus was obedient even unto death. Mm -hmm. So, gosh, I mean, just imagine the the role model that Joseph m must have been yeah. to inspire the Son of God, God Himself, in that in that sense, because he grew alongside of Mary and Joseph. Yeah. No te me adelantes. I was going to make that. <laughs> Number four, an accepting father. And it says here, Joseph is certainly not passively resigned, but courageously and firmly proactive in our own lives. Acceptance and welcome can be an expression of the Holy Spirit's gift of fortitude. Only the Lord can give us the strength needed to accept life as it is with all his contradictions, frustrations, and disappointments. I, like, all of the, think of the things that St. Joseph had to do. Um, he was like, I'm not going to divorce Mary. I'm going to accept this, maybe, even if I don't understand what is happening. If this is the Son of God, I'm going to put myself at the service of that. Takes care of Mary, goes to the census, and... Um, that was a rough trip, by the way. Right? That that is not easy. Um, then after that, it's like go to Egypt because mm -hmm. the child is in danger. And then in Egypt, it's like it's not like they went to some primo or something that they had in Egypt. And they had to start like from zero and get a house and a, a job. And we don't know how long they were in Egypt, but then they come back after the danger has passed. Um, Seven years? Yeah, I think that uh, in the Consecration to St. Joseph book, I think it touches a little bit on that. I think, I forgot what Pope said it or who mm. said it, but I think that it was around like seven years. Mm. Interesting. I could be wrong. But still, seven years away from like... Your homeland. Your homeland. Mm -hmm. And then they go back to Nazareth in Galilee, which is like a like place forgotten by God. Well, not really, not forgotten by God. But you know, in that time, it was like, what good can come out of Nazareth um, was like the, the common place saying. So there's a lot of things that he had to um, accept as part of his life. So there's acceptance there. Number five, a creatively courageous father. And I think that this is one that I I thought that it, it, it was very interesting. They're all interesting, but saying that God acted by trusting in Joseph's creative courage. Um, and here I have this one, this quote that says, the gospel does not tell us, oh, this is the uh, what we were just talking about, how long Mary, Joseph, and the child remained in Egypt. Yet they certainly needed to eat, to find a home and employment, It does not take much imagination to fill in those details. The Holy Family had to face concrete problems like every other family, like so many of our migrant brothers and sisters who today, too, 
risk their lives to escape misfortune and hunger. In this regard, I consider St. Joseph the special patron of all those forced to leave their native lands because of war, hatred, persecution, and poverty, which I didn't know. I don't know if you knew that St. Joseph is also the patron saint of migrants. I did not know that. And I was like, what? That makes a lot of sense. It's got a, he wears a lot of hats. I know, right? <laughs> he does wear a lot of hats. Number six, a working father. Um, St. Joseph was a carpenter who earned an honest living by to provide for his family. From him, Jesus learned to value the dignity and the joy of what it means to eat bread that is the fruit of one's own labor. And this um, this brought me to like Saint Jose Maria Escriva because of um, sanctification through work through work. Um, and I was mm -hmm. like, this is. And I think Saint Jose Maria talks about Saint Joseph a little bit in in his work as well. Yeah. Um, so I was like, that makes sense. And finally, number seven, a father in the shadows. Um, this part really did it for me. Fathers are not born. Fathers are not born, but made. A man does not become a father simply by bringing a child into the world, but by taking up the responsibility to care for that child. Whenever a man accepts responsibility for the life of another, in some way, he becomes the father of that person. I mean, that was so good. Really, go read it. We're not making... We're not doing justice mm -hmm. to it, but it is a good segue for us to talk about um, St. Joseph and, and all of these things that we just mentioned are probably going to intertwine you know, when we talk about our experience about it. And I think, Ivan, I know, and people, if you listen to the podcast, you probably already um, know that Ivan and his wife Name their firstborn daughter, kind of like an homage to Saint Joseph. Yeah, um, and you have a did you have a devotion to Saint Joseph before you met Nayeli? I did. I think she did too. Um, but for sure, I did. I've always had a devotion to Saint Joseph. Um, actually, I've done novenas to Saint Joseph, and then one of the, one of the novenas that I did, the day that it ended, I got the job. When I, when I first applied to be a youth minister at St. Joseph, mm -hmm. when I finished it, I got the call that I got the job. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, but, ah, man, I just, I've always had a huge devotion to St. To Joseph. And I always knew, like, if, you know, if, if, I had a, if I had children, I wanted to name one of my kids after St. Joseph. So if we were going to have a boy, his name was going to be Joseph. Mm -hmm. his, his name was going to be Joseph Barron. <laughs> <laughs> And, Why Baron? Because uh, he's a character in Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion, actually. Mm -hmm. but, you know, yeah. just a Tolkien nerd right here. <laughs> so that was going to be his name, Joseph Baron. Um, and then we talked about, like, if, it, if it's a girl, we still want to keep the Joseph theme. So we, we immediately thought of lilies, uh, you know, the lilies of St. Mm -hmm, Joseph. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, like, so I, yeah, am I, am, just being a father to my daughter just really, I don't know, like, I, I think that's always that I something want, that's something that I've always wanted to be is to be a father. Mm -hmm. um, 
So just to constantly, constantly remind myself that I have this incredible spiritual father that I can look up to. Um, it's really humbling. It's really cool to, to think that. But yeah, like I, St. Joseph has played a big role, big, big role in my life. How so? I have I have a great father. Um, you guys have met my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> Man, he's gonna look at. He's, no, no, no. Don Adrián, mi respeto. No, like I have a great father who who was always there for us. So every time I would see an image of Saint Joseph, it would remind me of my dad. Um, and my dad has always been like a hard worker. Like, that's how he's been. Like, he's super hard worker. Uh, he worked a lot when we were kids. And um, just seeing that, that he was doing his best to just to provide for his family. Um, whenever I, I just, I, I see Joseph, I see my dad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've always, always had a great devotion to him. Because nice. of my dad. That's so cool. Did you, Gustavo, do you have a devotion to St. Joseph? I don't necessarily. I, I've become more close to him in the past couple of years um, as I became more aware of my faith and started learning a lot more and delving more into the lives of the saints. Um, for sure, St. Joseph rose to the top, you know, in terms of, well, who, I, who do I need to model, right? Who, who, I, who can I... Um, use as a guide for me to serve my family right, my mm-hmm. children, my wife, to protect them, to provide for them, to, um, to provide uh, for their spiritual needs. You know, I think that's been a big one in, in the way of, of being a spiritual leader of the family. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no better model than St. Joseph. Um, and and it's weird because it's it, I had like a little inkling for the past couple of years of I got myself really watching a lot of woodworking videos. I I'm compelled by them, you know. I mean, you scroll through your feed or whatever, and and I saw somebody making something, and I would like stop and I look at it, and then all of a sudden I was like looking at like full length videos uh, on YouTube of of people woodworking. And I just found it fascinating. And then to a certain point, I got so interested in it that I just started doing it. That was like two years ago, right? Um, last year is when I really picked up. Okay. So two years ago is when I was just like vicariously living through all the YouTubers that are doing it. <laughs> um, and I said, that'd be awesome to do that. That'd be awesome to do that. Well, they have like all the tools and bells and whistles, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I just have basic tools. <clears throat> But I said, I, I'm spending too much time learning this for me not to do it. It's just stupid for me just to be looking at videos. So little by little, I started like adding to my arsenal of tools. And it's such a rewarding activity to do. To, to, work, to, with to work with your hands. To make something from just like basic materials. And... And I think it's been St. Joseph really calling me to that because I'm in front of a computer for eight to 10 hours a day, Same. you know? So 
I think that was weighing on me and, and gets to a point where, I mean, we all have times in our lives where our jobs just become like pan con lo mismo, you know, it's like a little bit of, of a, of a monotonous situation. And, um, then you go and bake bread. And, yeah. And then you start, you start exploring <laughs> other ways of, 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 of filling that void, right. That, that work is great. I am mm -hmm. very thankful for the skills that God gave me that helped me provide for my family. But in, in that same sense, I'm like, I need to do something that I'm a creative person by nature. And sometimes the computer kind of like takes that creativity away from you because there's a bunch of commands and shortcuts that do uh, a bulk of the work mm -hmm. uh, when, when it comes to problem solving, right? So woodworking gets rid of all that for me because if you, if you put in a nail wrong, your piece of wood is busted. Yeah. Or if you put too much glue, then you're going to have to sand for like 45 minutes to get rid of the excess glue. So things like that, you got to, and it did help me kind of like to look at all those videos because I, I got the basics down. But coming back to St. Joseph, it's because I, I felt the need to really do it, you know, and the itch didn't go away when I started doing it. It's not something that I was like, okay, this isn't for me. No, I'm like fully into it now that I, that I look for like little moments in, in, in the week just to break away and do it. What's your, yeah. um, what's the best project that you're most proud of working um, wise? Well, it's not like I've done like a ton of them because there is five kids in the house and, you know, <laughs> time is scarce. Um, it's precious. But I did, um, like I did like a couple of bunk beds for my, my girl's dolls. Oh, really? Yeah. So, because <laughs> they, I came in one day to the room and they had their dolls kind of like laying on, like on, like unfolded uh, sweatshirts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to make up a little room for them. And I'm like, well, I'm going to make them some beds. So I went in the garage and I had some scrap wood and I just drew up some, some, some plant there. And, and it came together better than I thought it would, you know? And, and I gave it to, I think it was Frida's birthday when I gave them the, the beds. And so this is August, right? Mm -hmm. Frida's birthday is in August. And I, I'm working in the summer in the garage. It was 103. Oof. And it's a work of love for sure. Yeah. So, because <laughs> yeah. and, and at nights, I was the only, that was the only time that I could do it. So, so, and Caro got, got me um, a little sketchbook mm -hmm. of St. Joseph. Like it has St. Joseph on the cover. It's like, it's beautiful. It's like um, leather and it has St. Joseph the worker kind of like carved into the leather. It's so nice that I, I don't like use it a lot just to keep it. So. <laughs> This is for the really nice drawings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not for doodling. Um, and um, I think one of uh, the other thing that, um, that you, uh, well, if you want to talk about your experience, you know, Joseph was the foster father of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And... And last year we became foster parents. So that was another indication for me that I really need to call out to St. Joseph to, like I said, to, to help me be like him in that sense. And, and yeah, he has become a great part of my routine when it comes to prayer. And I pray to him a lot to 
to give me all the virtues that I need and to accentuate the ones that I think I have in order to be more like him. You know, not, not, nothing could, could better me in this world um, as St. Joseph would in terms of like being, being that pillar for, for the family like he was for his. Yeah. And in moments of need and moments of doubt, um, I mean, angels came to him in dreams. That would, that would help. But, you know, We're that's why there. we have St. Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um I don't particularly have a devotion or a used let me rephrase that. I didn't know St. Joseph as uh, as well as I do now. You always hear about him, you know, because um the Holy Family and all these things, but you're like, okay, well, Jesus, Mary. In the in, in the Holy Family you He is always going to be the least of the the three, just because you know one of them is perfectly divine, perfectly human. Mary is the Immaculate Conception, mm -hmm. and Joseph is he's still a saint, but you know. Um, but still, that's like even more of a uh, selling point for well, that sounds bad, but yes, like to follow him and be like mm -hmm. it. It can be done. Um, and I think that two things that solidified that for me was like Estovir at St. Joan of Arc. I think you designed the prayer card with the St. Joseph the Worker prayer, mm -hmm. just praying that before going into the house when I was coming back from work, mm -hmm. just to be able to empty myself for my family and praying it before work. Um, just to dedicate um, all of those efforts to, to God through St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Ivan, I had the, like, the same experience of like, I see a lot of qualities of St. Joseph in my dad as well. And I don't know if that's like Mexican dads because of the... The, um, the crazy work ethic, right? Crazy work ethic. Your yeah, dad, dad too. My dad yeah. too. I mean, when you were talking about your dad, I'm like, that's my dad. Yeah. Like, what? We have the same dad? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't by the way but <laughs> that's not one of the things that Gustavo and I also have in common but um but yeah I think like it's a cultural thing but at the same time it's like my dad is like the strong silent type that once he warms up to you um he he will start talking but you know before that he's very reserved and um doesn't talk to you uh, unless uh, someone starts a conversation and asks him a question things like that He doesn't like to boast. He doesn't like to, to brag. So um, that uh, humility, a lot of a lot of good qualities that mm -hmm. I was like, oh well, this makes sense. Especially um, after the uh, um, the book from Father Calloway, uh, Consecration to Saint Joseph, which um, Ivan is showing right now. You cannot see it, but you will we'll put a, a link to to the book in the show notes. Um, I didn't know about the litany of St. Joseph, but there's like all these things mm -hmm. that we attribute to, to St. Joseph, um, like pillar of families, just like you, mm -hmm. Gustavo said just a little bit before, like if you read this book, um, 
we we highly recommend it. And Ivan is doing the consecration right now for probably the second time around, first time around. Mm-hmm. First time. Um, you know, it was funny. Like in twenty, it was it twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. I think it was twenty twenty. Since twenty twenty was like ten years, but um, Bishop Olmsted asked families to consecrate themselves to Saint Joseph. I think it was probably around the time that it was going to end in May. Mm-hmm. Um, and the book was out of print because of so was so popular that I got the Kindle version of it, and um, and we would do it. And the readings are amazing. They're like so dense and so rich in things that you can like contemplate on um that um I, it just makes you well it for me as a man it makes me it gets me fired up to to live life of virtue it makes you want to be like saint joseph mm-hmm. right be other joseph yeah. right mm-hmm. absolutely it, just like consecration to jesus through mary you are a um and it, you you consecrate everything that you have to Mary with the consecration to Saint Joseph would you say that you would become another Joseph to everybody absolutely um i feel like this book if it's not one of those where like if you read it it's like nah i'm probably not going to get anything out of it like no your life will change mm. um it makes you want to. It makes you want to be Saint Joseph to other people. It makes you want to be a, be a better father, be a better husband, um, better worker, better worker, better everything. Um, one thing that I just like really stands out to me is just his love for Mary. Like you know, the the love that I want to have for my wife is I want to have the same love that mm-hmm. that Joseph had for Mary. And I can't coin this. I didn't come up with this this analogy, but. I was going with, to uh, spiritual direction. Actually, I only I think we only met one time, but I won't say this person's name. But I didn't come up with this. But he told me this, and ever since he told me, I think it was the time that I started dating Ayeli, and it just really stuck with me. And that's what I like. I, I like. I model my marriage after this phrase. Is that he told me? He's like, he's like, man, Ivan, like I love my wife so much, and. I know that sometimes, like, I have to, like, in order to, like, I want to love her all the time, but I also have to respect her. And he said, like, I want to love my wife the same way that Joseph loved Mary. And I'm like, dang, that's that's so deep. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're completely right. Like, I want to do that too. And then we were just dating, and then we got engaged, and then we got married, but it just stuck with me. Like, man, I just want to love you every day the way that Joseph loved Mary, the way that he was chased, the way that he was... Like there was no intimacy, no physical intimacy between them, but his love for her was crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a different kind of intimacy. There's definitely intimacy between them, but yes, not yeah, yeah, yeah. not of mm-hmm. that kind that we experiment <laughs> um, as uh, mortals. Well, they were mortal too, but you know what I'm trying to say. They were they had a different mission in life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's beautiful. Love your wives. Like Saint Joseph loved Mary, loves probably still. Um, okay, I think that part of um, modeling manhood, really, because we, you know, we're three dads talking about faith, life, and culture. That's our jam. We want to be better, better fathers, better husbands. But if you, uh, if you are single, 
um, or you are like contemplating uh, being a married man or becoming a priest, whatever it is that, that um, they're trying to do as men, and probably this this goes for everybody, just being a better Christian. Um, Saint Joseph is a really good model. I have to come back to the same thing that's especially for men, because right now, what do you see in the in the media portrayed as fathers? You see the opposite of what we have just talked about. There's a rampant uh, fatherlessness. Yeah, the dad is always the butt of the joke, or it's yes. always like the the kids are smarter than the dad he's or like lazy, he's, he's like he the Homer drinks. Simpson. He drinks, he parties, he's like very flawed, you know? And, and one of the things that I, uh, that I uh, heard Father Calloway say in a talk from, from the national Catholic men's conference talks about the father wound, which I thought that it was very interesting that whether we want it or not, whether if our parents or, or our dads are like the best dads or have the best intentions and they were trying their best to raise us up. Um, there will be wounds that they would impart onto us. Some of them worse than others, but we need to recognize that there is healing that is needed. And that can happen through uh, St. Joseph. Um, just thinking about like Jesus and his relationship to St. Joseph, how Jesus grew in his human nature from both Mary and Joseph. Like, even though he was completely divine person and completely human, the humanity of Jesus comes from his relationship, being in relationship with Mary and Joseph, um, where you can tell, uh, you know, like father, like son, mm -hmm. um, which I think it's one of the themes that we were talking about, like, um, right at the beginning when you said like and even Father Calloway says it like maybe when, when we get to heaven um, we will see that, that, that Jesus has like mannerisms of Joseph mm -hmm. you know? that's like that, yeah, that blew awesome my mind completely yeah. you know another thing that blows my mind it's so crazy to think that you know Joseph it's like hey man you know, take this woman as your wife. She's super holy. Probably he, she's the second holiest person. <laughs> but also, you're going to be the foster father to the, the, the God of the universe. Mm -hmm. That's insane to think about. Yeah. And he was like, hold my beer. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like this one person is in charge of the most, the two most perfect humans to ever exist. That's, that's not nothing. That's a big job. Yeah. And he did it perfectly. And coming back to your comment, you were saying about the fatherlessness and how society, you know, portrays fathers. There's an attack on fatherhood, you know, and, it, and, and we as, as men and fathers particularly really need to step up our game. You know, this is a, this, this is a, a, a running theme that I heard in most of those talks that I've listened to at the, National Conference of Catholic Men, um, that men really need to step up. Yeah. In whatever your capacity is in life in that moment, like you said, if you're contemplating uh, the vocation of marriage, if priesthood is your vocation, 
whatever your vocation is, it's as a as a man, particularly as as a father. We really gotta step up and protect. Yeah. We don't only need holy priests; we need holy fathers Correct. and husbands in society right now. Because because the attack on the family right now is more real than it has ever been. So. It's if final it is, it is. That was one of the the secrets that um, sorry, our lady slick. told um, Sister Lucia, mm -hmm. and that the final battle was gonna come down to the family. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. don't take that lightly, you know. Especially with everything that you're seeing, of how they're disrupting families and how they're breaking down uh, fatherhood to a point where it just like. You don't. You don't need a dad. Yeah. Everybody needs a dad. You know, we were very fortunate to have our fathers in our lives, to have that crazy work ethic, to have the jalones de oreja, what whenever you needed them. Yeah. And and that's another thing to think about. Do you think he disciplined Jesus, Jesus? to a Probably. certain extent because he was he was a kid. He was he had to be a Right? I mean, put that star back in the sky right now. <laughs> Stop parting the water. You're not Moses. <laughs> um, that's funny. One last thing. Well, not one last thing, but one of the last things that I have in, in my notes that I wanted to say because I think it's important. And probably this can tie in nicely with, you know, if, if you're listening and, and you're one of those people that didn't have a um a father figure in your life growing up i think this is a good moment for you to maybe you know go to joseph and 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 ask him to be your your spiritual father i mean he is if you're a baptized catholic he's a patron of the catholic church uh protector of the catholic church so Go to your father. Um, talk to him. He wants, he wants to talk to you. And right now is the most perfect time to do it. I think Father Calloway mentioned that right now being the year of St. Joseph, this will probably be, probably be the only year of St. Joseph in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, it's taken the church... 150, 150 years. years. Yeah. Well, no, 2020. 2000, yeah. yeah. It, it's, this has never happened before, and it probably won't happen for a long time. Mm -hmm. So... Now's the time to do it. Go to Joseph. Do the consecration. You know, yes. get the book. It's awesome. The, the one last uh, note I'll make about that is that I read on a book a, a long time ago uh, about fatherhood, that how, you know, there's not a lot said about Joseph in Scripture. Um, but that's actually how we should be as parents, as fathers. Not as parents, as fathers. Mm. You know, you just got to be under the radar. Mm. You just got to, like, Make yourself uh, uh, an instrument uh, for them, a, a, a service. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he worked with his hands, you know, I think, and everybody should get back to that a little bit and 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 labor, like he labored. And then the last one is the the fact that he was such a protector, you know, and he knew when to act. He was like he acted right super away. proactive. It's like go to Egypt, and mm -hmm. it says he that didn't he hesitate. took the child and the mother and went to exactly. Egypt. Exactly, he never I can hesitated. Imagine, like, it. Mary, 
wake up. We need to go to Egypt. It's like, yeah. what? It's the middle of the night. <laughs> we need to go. Yeah. So, so proactive, hard worker, uh, completely devoted, and completely trusting in God's will. Amen. Do you know what Joseph means? No. Tell me. It means to increase. He's the increaser. Mm-hmm. So any of those things that you said, maybe there's like seeds of things that are growing or germinating in you and your soul. He can increase those things just like he did with Jesus um, in his humanity. The did you know that there's a memorari to St. Joseph? What? Yeah. I think we should close the show with it. Three things. I have three last things. Yep. For that. Be other Josephs. Be pillars of families. If you're a father or husband, be the pillar of your family. If you are contemplating the uh, uh, marriage, try to be a pillar of your family when you get to that. Um, glory of domestic life. The harmony in the family, we need that. Um, try to be the glory of domestic life. There's nothing more extraordinary than the ordinary life of a family. Um, someone smarter than me said that. Chesterton said it. Chesterton, thank you. And be the terror of demons. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Uh, we need to be holy enough that demons are afraid to come near our families. Just let that sink in. And let's close up with the memorari to St. Joseph. All right. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help and sought your intercession was left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly on to you and beg your protection. Despise not, O foster father of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty, hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. And thank you for listening to this episode of Arvatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at www.barbatoscatholicpodcast.com, where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. Remember, go to Joseph and bless Lannis Casey. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Until next time.